Welcome. This is Stories from Los Angeles, hosted by Eric Ramos. Welcome, everybody. Once again, we're here in Los Angeles, coming to you live. Uh, this is Stories from Los Angeles, and today I have the awesome pleasure of having Isabel Nicolás, a professional manager, director, product developer, stylist, and a kick-ass mom. Yes. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Did I get your titles correct? I, I think you nailed it. The last one is the best one, so yes. Awesome. I got them from your Instagram, yeah, thank so you. <laughs> I may have cheated a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. Awesome. Um, so uh, uh, you and I had the pleasure of meeting in person um, a couple years back. We were in Linwood. Yes. We were in Linwood. It's like three years ago. Yes. yes. It was. Uh, it was during COVID, right? It was during, during COVID, COVID. <laughs> uh, at Washington Elementary. So yes. go Bobcats! I was doing a reading for uh, Super Torta, my book, yes. and you were there as well. Mm-hmm. What were you doing there? So I was reading also um, as Jackie's manager and then Jackie Rivera uh, was there also reading. What book do you, did you read, if you remember? I think we were reading a lot of like Cat in the Hat, I think. Right, Dr. Seuss. Like, weren't you wearing a, a hat? I was probably wearing, yes. A, a cat Jackie in the hat? was wearing a hat for sure, a tall <laughs> Cat in the Hat hat, yes. Awesome. Did you grow up with like Dr. Seuss? I think... I think we kind of all did. You did? You know, yeah. I, I would say if you live in America, you yeah. probably did. Unless you're... I mean, I didn't grow up with it. But like elementary, you know, yeah. Is there a favorite book that you have? Um, Probably Green Eggs and Ham. Why? Because my daughter's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but my daughter, when she was little, I used to read those books to all my kids. I have four kids. And to all my kids, but my daughter, she used to think she was a YouTuber. Uh huh. So when she was like two years old, she um, recorded herself singing, I got green eggs and ham. And the way she did it for the rest of my life, I, that memory connects with that it's, book. It's so your core every memory. time I read it, it's like amazing. Yeah. Did you ever do like, uh, like in school, like those, uh, like the, the actual green eggs and ham? Yes. You did? Yes. I so we did that a, too. Yeah. That was a big deal, I think, for I elementary. Know. All this artificial food diet didn't age well, right? Probably nowadays. Not, yeah, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah <kidding>. for sure. <laughs> Just kidding. Awesome. So, bio manager, I'm assuming uh, people for people who don't know, uh, you are a talent artist manager, correct? Or mm-hmm. is that how would you? I I think um, for for a manager, I think I've been managing different businesses and different companies for many years and i had the pleasure of kind of meeting jackie rivera many years ago in a different business and then i kind of just fell into managing her as an artist so i'm not i'm not like a artist manager i manage jackie as an artist and i'm not really interested in like expanding to manage others right so you're basically a business manager more than anything yeah and that's your background yes very cool very cool. Um, we can dive a little bit more deeper into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to first ent- like let people know. Um, I like to get a little backstory of people. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Orange County. Um, 
I was born in Mexico though, but I, I did grow up in Orange County, Anaheim, did my elementary in Anaheim area, and then junior high and high school, Santa Ana. Very cool. And that's about a 30 minute drive with good traffic, obviously, right? It's all about traffic. <laughs> in LA? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's about 30 minutes out. It's like uh, our neighboring county. Yes. And um, so you said you were born in Mexico. I was born in Mexico. What part in Mexico were you born? I was born in um, Guaymas, Sonora. Guaymas, Sonora. Guaymas, Sonora. Awesome. And what was that like? Do you remember? Like, I mean, I obviously, like, I have older siblings that were born here. So I think we would just go back and forth a lot. I have a lot of memories going back to Sonora with my grandparents and my cousins. It was always a yearly um, vacation over there. Right. So I grew up in that sense over there. So I love it. I always have been proud of being born in Mexico. I love Mexico. I... I love that I'm truly Mexican. Um, I've always been proud of that. Obviously, I, I kind of don't look it 100%. So I think the fact that I was born there always made me feel better because when I grew up, it was the Cholos and the Chola era. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and being white, light skin was very difficult to, to have to prove Oh, how yeah. Mexican you were, you know what I mean? And so like being born in Mexico always helped. And I always had the, the vacuna, the, the, how do you say, um, you had the, the vaccine, the vaccine. I don't even know if it's a vaccine or what it, what it was, but everyone has an indent in, in Mexico. The, the, they if had you're born, as yeah. a kid vaccine. So right? that was like my mark. <laughs> that was like, look, I'm from Mexico. I can prove it. Yeah, to you. I can prove it. So. And, most yeah. of, I'm assuming those most of those kids in Santa Ana were, were from here, right? Yeah, they were from here, <laughs> but they looked Mexican. So they like, you know, one up me and I was trying to like just keep it real and, and be like them. So I always I always felt that I had to try harder because I was light skin and I have colored eyes and it's hard. You don't you don't think like that. And it's so funny because it's it's like we we live in the U.S. Yeah. where it's like light skin. I feel like this there's this whole dilemma about people yes. being light skin get treated better. Yes, and you're crazy. over here like trying. kind of trying to fit into yes. like I want. I'm, I'm like yeah. you guys. Yeah, that's so funny. So you just you're never happy. It's just crazy because like again we're talking about an era when the cholos and the cholas was a big deal, and that was the only group. Yeah, you know in, in, I mean? in high school, in the right? 90s, in college, in the nineties, um, you know, that's that's what it was. And and I grew up in Santa Ana, junior high and high school, and it was all about the gangs. It was all about cholos and cholas. And here I am, a light skin, colored eye, Mexican, trying to be part of that. Uh, has are your parents are, are your parents light skin is like you? Yeah, I think majority of people from Sonora yeah. are white. Like I have cousins that are blue eyes my son has blue eyes blonde hair they're they're very light complexion right. So. right so for those of you who don't know sonora is a state in mexico yes sonora is in the northern part i my geography is mm -hmm. pretty bad yes northern part mm -hmm. awesome so would you drive there would you have like or would you fly there we would always drive nice as a kid we would always drive so it was i think it was 20 hour 20 hours a drive but it was the best memories that i've had the drive the commute the things we would do as a family the wagon that we would drive 
seatbelts didn't matter back in the day and so it's beautiful memories and in mexico my my tata i call him tata my grandpa um had a ranch and so we would i grew up hunting i grew up my grandma cleaning the animal like it's just amazing memories that i think like my children will never have that memory right it's just we're different and it's so funny because the way you just kind of said that it kind of makes me think of the people like you know like in here in the u.s the and the and like in the southern states people like grow up hunting they have all that kind of like you know yes. gran that ranch yes. lifestyle yeah and it's it, it's funny because we sometimes focus on how many differences we have but in reality we're very similar, similar. in that way yeah. even yeah. even when it's like the city like mexico city because my family's from there yes and i think this is why I'm, i've always been attracted to living I love mexico city. big cities yeah it's beautiful <laughs> something about urban concrete there's like it makes sense it, there's so much life happening around me that sometimes i do feel a little overstimulated but it's it's like yeah. it's nice to just kind of i don't know look out and yeah. see all the life happening it makes sense now <laughs> why i'm here <laughs> yeah it makes sense <laughs> i've um because my family i do have some family in the ie a little okay, bit uh -huh. so it's more quiet out there um but i grew up here in around la as well okay um when it comes to like um your when did you when was that like the age that you like for sure immigrated like it stayed here because um, i'm assuming you were born there and you lived there for like how many years no so what oh. happened was um my grandpa my grandpa actually did the riverside railroad oh what yeah and i have another grandpa that was born in riverside um but that's because of work right but then my parents were born in mexico but we all grew up here and i think it was just in a, in one of those vacations that my mom ended up having me over there right which was super blessing because again i told you my story about that um so i was there literally just months god maybe a year just to make sure everything's good and then but yeah my parents already lived over here so your family built this country pretty much pretty much <laughs> that's awesome no like yeah, i no. would have never guessed that yeah um did you did you as a like a business manager did your family was was in business was was there how yes. did you get how did you get that like you know that yes. itch that yes family? <laughs> um so it's crazy because i come i come from families that are super creative and very business minded so my mom's side um they're all like they're professionals they're like doctors and nurses and that dentist that kind of side um and my dad's side are the entrepreneurs engineers artists musicians and so i i've been i grew up very grounded um uh, very humble but we had money but i grew up humble and my dad actually um and my parents are separated but my dad when i grew up he was an entrepreneur and he had many businesses and i always saw him in his businesses and he would always teach me how to be in business and as a young age um, my parents owned apartments in anaheim mm -hmm. and so we were managers of these apartments and my dad, I, I, I remember I would ask my dad for money for el paletero or whatever, you know, the liquor store or whatever. 
For those um, of you who don't know what paletero is, it's the ice cream man that comes just, around in a cart in the neighborhood. Yes, super important. <laughs> um, but I grew up like that asking my dad and my, my dad wouldn't just give me money. So he always, as a very young age, I was probably like six, seven years old, eight years old, maybe max. And he said, if you want money for that, you need to make the money. And so I remember we, we used to go to Tijuana a lot. And um, he gave me, I don't know, however, I don't remember the money amount, but he gave me enough money to buy a bunch of can Mexican candy, Mexican stuff to then come back to the apartments and sell them to all the neighborhood kids. And we owned apartments, so I was the daughter of the managers. So I made my own little store at our apartment, and that's how I would make money. And then I would take some money and take the the some of the money to buy more and so my dad always taught me how to like look at things very different look at money in a very different very different responsible and, yeah and how to create business yeah how business works so for me it's something supernatural to right. just grab business look at opportunity how to break things make things it just I, i've always been trained very like cool that. Yeah. very cool and, and so that it's funny because I was thinking in my head like, man, like how suspicious would it be to see all these little kids go to one apartment and mm -hmm. then just go in and then come out, come in, come out, come in, come out, and just yeah. the money of an yeah. exchange of money. But yeah. like it's it's funny because it's like there's opportunity everywhere. Everywhere. There's opportunity everywhere, and people I think sometimes need to kind of be be aware, kind of be have that like that ability to even hear stories like this. Mm -hmm. That you know it doesn't matter where you're at. It's you know that just having those that that grit to want to yes. do it i think um do you think you were like um i don't think you're a shy person but do you have you have do you, would you consider yourself kind of like a introvert extrovert i think i'm both you think you're both i think i'm both um i think i am i think i'm more of an extrovert um when it comes to business i'm very comfortable when it comes to business i'm very confident it, when it comes down to business personally um like just outside of business i could be a little bit of an extrovert because i i don't know i think being a latina being a woman um being a mother and all these things that women have to go through um sometimes um we're very judged and so the not knowing how someone's gonna take you or receive you I tend to kind of be an extrovert in crowds or or people that I don't know. Right. I'm not sure. Okay. So, because it's funny because to me, I feel like I'm definitely more of an introvert, even though I'm like talking. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the <laughs> way I'm talking, it's like one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Like I feel very comfortable just talking in a big group, like just to the person next to me or the person mm -hmm. that kind of, you know locks eyes with me and just mm -hmm. like comments mm -hmm. on, on me that's how i normally will yeah. start a conversation um but no no it's it's good because i think yeah. that that having the, the ability to sense that you're like 50 50 you know there's moments where like i have to speak up and mm -hmm. do my part as far as like my work my job but i'm assuming that that because of your ability to kind of like be the way you were raised um do you think the lack of like of call, of call it um my example mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, or example of, of uh, like affects people's like nowadays um, who don't have that? How how do you how how would you like kind of give someone advice who didn't come with like uh, that that beautiful like way you were mm-hmm. like brought up? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely like. I feel also that I um, sometimes come off a lot younger than what I really am. And so um, that also, right, with age comes experience. But I, I do know that some people weren't blessed with that background. Some mm-hmm. people didn't, weren't trained unintentionally. I don't think my dad did, did that intentionally to make me an entrepreneur. I don't think so. But that, that was in him. And he probably saw, saw that in me. And I was raised that way. I understand that people don't have that um, or, or even single parents that they don't have both parents to be able to see things like that. So I, I always try to encourage those that haven't had that. And I don't even think it. I just I think I'm, I'm a natural like encourager. Mm-hmm. So I feel blessed that I had that. So I always try to give back. Right. no matter what like no matter the age the race the situation and everything that i'm given i feel like it was given to me i don't deserve it I don't, none of these things i don't take it for granted i just receive it and i i tend to try to give it back in whatever way so i feel that people that haven't had that training or encouragement um to keep going they need to keep going i do see you're very involved with the community right i do see like your online Mm -hmm. your activity you are very involved with like events and you you're you're very welcoming Mm -hmm. like when i'm first even when you and i interacted Mm -hmm. i I thought it was like you you were just like kind of celebrating like well Mm -hmm. you have this thought that i was like yeah like (laughs) thank you i was i was kind of like a little shocked myself because i'm like compliments from strangers i'm yeah. like uh, like I yeah. st- my brain started like kind of like uh, you know kind of like yeah um getting mixed up but um I get it. <laughs> no i i agree to me i think even having this these talks right now can be very valuable to people because mm-hmm. i think they get to see a little bit side of, of like you said a, a success you I, I find you very successful in Thank who you. you are as a person in your careers and to me it's something that why i wanted to talk to you today it's one of those things that um you mentioned that your what is your outlook in LA like I know I know you, earlier off camera we were talking yeah. about like you never know what you're gonna get here in LA you don't what are what are your like <laughs> like your your looks your point of view from yes. as someone who lives in Orange County mm-hmm. I mean honestly I went to college in LA and oh um, where FIDM FIDM oh, that's right. That's right. yeah you so I went to FIDM. the fashion institute and we went to fit up together yeah yeah i went to fit them and what did you study graphic design okay graphic okay. design i did fashion and business and merchandising nice yeah. nice yeah how long ago i when did graduate, you graduate i graduated 2003 2003 i'm probably much older than you are it's okay <laughs> you don't look like you're much older than me. Yes, so okay. but yeah, 2003. Maybe my, if, can I ask you how old you are? I'm 42. 42? Mm-hmm. You're killing it. What are you Thank worried you. about? <laughs> I'm 32. I just turned 32 yes. this year. Okay. Yeah. But uh, 
so how was that like your journey and, and did you want to go to Fitham? was that like your yes. school that like this is where i want to go okay so to be quite honest um don't tell anybody <laughs> um to be quite honest like just the word internet yes <laughs> um i humbly i feel that i'm very smart but i got caught up in junior high i got caught up with you know like i was saying earlier the cholos and the cholas and then from that era in the 90s then house music started and the house scene and house means like techno deep house and party crew started and i went from chola to party crew from junior high all to my high school so to be quite honest i sucked what do you at mean school you oh. i was horrible in school i regret that because i think that i am an intelligent person but i got caught up in that so and bad influence bad influences and all that and I, I try to tell my kids you know learn from me i i'm honest to my kids but i'm saying that because how i went to fit them yeah was i didn't really have a choice you know my grades sucked what am i going to do after high school and i've always been artistic since a child um art has always been a big thing for me so i knew i wanted to be something to do with art because i knew i was good naturally good at it and i didn't know what so i thought fashion it was between interior designing and fashion mm, okay and i chose fashion because i felt that it was more like it was much quicker it wasn't the same thing fashion trends change and i like change i like different I, i'm able to adapt very quick to change yeah. so that's how i fell into fashion or fit um yeah so right after high school i went to fit and i graduated and did they go to, to your school like i think they did and that's how i i i just fell in love with the program immediately and that's how i got involved in in fashion design it's funny because i they went to my school mm -hmm. but i never paid attention to them because i was like i would see a lot of girls around there i'm like yeah. that's a girl school yeah right but <laughs> long story short my my one of my buddies ended up going there and he i like i was in i was like also very drawn to art that yeah. was i think that little the little thing that made me even though i was in sports in high school mm -hmm. art was definitely the thing that really spoke to me when i saw him kind of showing me his work of like graphic design i was like whoa dude you did that and he's like yeah man he looks at me he goes you might be good at this and from right then and not i was like i'll go check it out man because i'm impressed by your mm -hmm. skills and sure enough it was one of those things that it kind of went into it very naturally and I'm glad like yeah, uh, I had a pretty good experience there. Yeah, I think um, I used to live uh, like literally right across the street, uh, the, the Medici uh -huh. yeah. uh, for college. I used to live there. Yeah. I moved uh, only because I was commuting the, my first year from Riverside. Oh that was God. insane. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. But after that, um, I long side story, I fell asleep one time during traffic. Oh, no. and, and I knew that I was like, I got to move out here. Oh but yeah anyways um oh, that's crazy no that's <laughs> so you came here like all the years you came to the one here you didn't go to the orange county one no i don't okay. know why there was something about the orange county one that didn't really speak to me i went to go check out the campus yeah but when i saw the la one i was just like floored yeah. and i was it's just beautiful you know just sitting out there they have a the little park yeah and just 
kind of taking in the moment like, well, I had pretty good grades, but I didn't have someone kind of guide me. My counselors weren't like really there for yeah. me. And my parents who, I mean, didn't go to college, they kind of like, just like, they were so happy for me that, that they were just like, just pick something. Yeah. And, and like them, them not knowing the whole process, they were just have, enjoy it. Yeah. Echeleganas, which means try your best. Yeah. Do your best. And that's kind of the, my kind of energy that I grew up around. Mm. Um, did your family come, go to like edu- pursue higher education? Um, well, my, my mom, my dad was an entrepreneur. So I, I think being an entrepreneur, you don't really go to school for that. You kind of just are an entrepreneur. Yeah. But my, my mom, actually, yeah, like my mom went to like dentist school in mexico right so she did college work and then my dad was kind of like an architect landscaping architect Mm -hmm. and so he did that i don't know if he went to school or just was to be quite honest but my dad to me is just like this business guru and has always been to so many different businesses yeah Yeah. Did, did you have a hard time adapting to like the college life because I know you said you, you, during high school, you were a little like, um, you know, influenced. <laughs> in, yeah, you were influenced to go yeah. just party and have fun, which is not yeah. a bad thing. But when it starts getting in the way of your yes. success, that's when people you, you realize. Did you have a hard time adapting to the people here? I'm assuming you didn't. I feel no. because you're light skinned, you were like completely like locked in with all the other. Because there's a lot of white people. There's that a lot fit. of white people in FITM. And I, I think. Being accepted in FITM was much easier than having to prove myself in Orange County that I was Mexican enough to be a chola or whatever. Um, so yeah, FITM to me was super easy mm-hmm. um, to adapt to. I had no problems at FITM. Very cool. I, I didn't have problems either, even though I realized that this section of graphic design was was mostly where a lot of dudes were at. Yeah. It's funny how that yeah, works. Yeah, it is. It's true. It's <laughs> like true. That one part, like, oh, you got to fit in. Like, and people would, ask, would always ask me, how are the girls? I was like, um, <laughs> I mean, they're there, but I don't see them often. Yeah. We're like, I'm yeah. just there. And I, like I said, I would take the metro. Yeah, I did too. I would take the metro yeah. and I was like, oh my God, this is painful. But it was, I think it was worth it. Yeah. You didn't, you, what? What, how did it help you kind of like foster your skills? Because I know you said you had like your your foundation of like art. Yeah. But how did it help you see the world? Did it help you see the world differently as far as like, oh, workflows, I got to do this. Like, what was the like the key parts that made you like, okay, now I'm ready to like mm-hmm. kick some butt? I feel like FITM to me, um, first of all, because it was my decision mm-hmm. and I chose that career after high school. I feel like junior high and high school for me i kind of just skimmed through everything just kind of went with the flow but fitem was something i wanted and so it really grounded me and it kind of like i feel everything i missed out in high school and junior high in the learning section not that i didn't learn but um it just kind of like boosted my confidence and it boosted what i want to do and what how i see my life so for me it was more confidence, confidence and like refocus. Not that I wasn't not partying in college because I, I still was, but it kind of for myself and, and what I wanted to do 
as a business person it, it gave me confidence and I saw my skill set I saw that I can do this you know and and so for me it was just a boost of confidence in realizing that okay no soy burra <laughs> you know because I feel like I went through that in high school I'm not a donkey <laughs> uh, yeah you know and so I think confidence it just really helped me get back in line to what I wanted to do yeah um did you did you uh take out loans or did you just pay yes. out for school yes did your parents help you pay or was it all on you it was all on me so um i grew up with my parents but come six after sixth grade my parents divorced mm -hmm. and my dad went back to mexico my mom is here so it was all on me you know my mom wasn't used to um, she, she was married to an entrepreneur. So my mom helped my dad's businesses. And then, so when they divorced, my mom had to start again, yeah. you know? And so what she brought in financially was for her and the house. And I have a younger brother and it was for my little brother. So anything outside of, of that, it was on me. So I started working since I was like probably 15 and have never stopped really. Yeah. And um, I paid for it a lot of loans. Um, I don't know how deep you want to get into that, but I Same. have an 18 year old Same. who's don't a worry. senior, Same. Same. who's a senior. And um, from my experiences, and I think that kind of like defines who I am is I've been through a lot, but I don't I don't like to shut that away. I like to talk about it. I yeah. want to talk about it. I want people to learn through my experience and not go through the same things. I think that's the purpose of life, in my opinion. Yeah. And so my son, I tell him, you know, my, my son is a genius. He's, his IQ is so high. And I tell him, like, go for the full ride. Like, go to college and don't go to the college for the name and, and pay because in today's generation, I'm scared for them. Like, how much money they owe. They got super inflated. I it's think it's crazy. I mean, Fitum was expensive. It was expensive, it, yeah. But then when you compare Fitum to like today, I'm just like, I owed a lot of money when I got out of Fitum, and so I, I try to tell my kids like, don't get caught up in that. College is good, and I recommend it, and and I encourage my kids to go to school, but let's do it smart. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. After you graduated, did you go, did you start your own businesses or did you, or, or did you work for other companies? Yes. So, um, during college, actually, um, I don't know why, you know, again, it's, it's, we all have different challenges and we're all given different things, but since a very young age, I've been very blessed to have manager positions, even at like 15. Nice. And so, at 15, I was working for a McDonald's. I was a manager right away, and it never stopped. So I've been very blessed by that. Um, but during college, I was a makeup artist. Nice. And so I was a, a counter manager for makeup. Okay. And so I did that all through college, and it was just easy. And so after college, I still did that. I planned on moving to New York to start fashion um and that was you know right after college that that was my plan um and yeah plans changed i didn't i didn't do that you told me that's 
off camera if it's okay to no, share? No, totally right? fine. Um, you got pregnant, right? I did get pregnant. Do you think being pregnant, like, um, how did that affect your career? Well, it definitely affected my career because I had friends. I was moving in with friends that were already in the process of moving to New York. And I used to visit New York a lot. Um, and... I ended up pregnant and that closed that door. How old were you, if you don't mind me asking? I was probably twenty two. Oh, it's funny because I was gonna say you were probably around twenty twenty two. Yeah, I was probably <laughs> uh, yeah, I was probably twenty two. Um, and that stopped it. That stopped it. I made a decision. Obviously the dad was here and um I couldn't I'm all about family and family comes first. And yeah. so he was here. He wasn't going to go to New York. I wasn't going to ask him to go to New York. And so for me, the priority was family. And so I made a decision not to move to New York and I stayed here. Uh, did, did that affect you? Like, like, uh, like how did you take that decision? Cause I know it's a big, big life decision. Like it's, um, did it affect you like in your career where it's like yeah i'll pause it and then i'll i'll, I'll resume it when he when my baby's like you know mm -hmm. a little bit older yeah or were you simultaneously doing both things i feel like well my first husband who i ended up marrying the the dad um he was a a hairdresser and he was a hair educator so we kind of grew together in this industry of mm -hmm. fashion of beauty of all these things and so it for me it, it wasn't like a loss i i mean obviously i would have loved to move to new york because new york is beautiful but i i did not want to raise my kids in new york mm. and and so for me i never thought it and I don't think I missed out on anything. I, I never have thought that. I feel that things happen for a reason. And um, I don't think my career changed. I think it was meant to be this way. And You take um, it as it comes. You don't, yeah, you just, it's you, fine. You're, you're comfortable pivoting. and 100%. Because I feel like sometimes, I think that can sometimes be very detrimental to a lot of people. It's like they have it, an idea in their head, like this is what it's supposed to be. But then, of course, life happens. And then... Yes. They get fixated on like, well, it should have been this at this yes. time and now my life is ruined. You never had that. Honestly, no. And I and I think it's because um the way I was raised mm -hmm. and then I had the experience of my mom and my dad divorcing, which was probably the biggest challenge that I've ever gone through. And and my life is crazy. Mm -hmm. My life is crazy, but I think as a child that really taught me a lot of things that really taught me of like, I made mistakes, I rebelled, I, I did all these things, um, side effects of going through it with parents that are divorcing. And from that experience, I think it made me grow up a lot faster. And it made me see things very different. And I think that's an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. they see where yeah, they where they can dissect things disconnect things and really put things the way they are um and i think my entire life i've been able to take what is given and see the best because i also have seen like in my mom's experience and other people that i know like through a divorce 
you can get bitter. And I'm sure we have a lot of tias, aunts, family members that go through a divorce and you see their life bitter or they pause their life or they don't continue. Yeah, it's like it's very emotional uh, like detriment that affects their ability to kind of move forward or see things positive yes. right yes yeah I, I i've seen that in a couple of people yeah. but i mean I'm, I'm glad that that you were able to see you seem very chipper in general i feel like that's kind of your yeah. your who you are as your personality um did were you were like af after those the, the jobs that you had mm -hmm. um what were what were the 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 where how did you end up like like doing your the, your the the businesses that you were involved in how did you end up like working with jackie because i know mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know that jenny rivera the rivera family is a big mexican i mean conglomerate family mm -hmm. it's i mean a very iconic i mean mm -hmm. if, if you're mexican you definitely know who they are um how did how did that like how did that how did your paths cross from yes. that one it's crazy because, like, again, I think things happen for a reason. And today, Jackie and I talk about it, or other siblings and I talk about it, where our paths always crossed one way or another. She's not from Orange County. None of the family is from Orange County. So the fact that our paths always crossed, it was just meant to be, you know? And the way I started working with Jackie is because... Before I started wor working with Jackie, I worked for an IE company, actually, um, called Not of This World, okay. N-O-T-W. And in the 2000s, it was super popular. It was like the number one Christian clothing, clothing brand. brand. I do recall seeing their yeah. clothes. It was huge. Yeah. It was super huge. And I was the product developer for, for that company. Very cool. And so um, being Mexican, I always try to like involve my, my, my Latinos and like always have just my background and who I am and where I come from in my mind. Yeah. Not that it's all about that, but I do always have that in my mind. And I remember watching I Love Jenny. Right. The reality show of Jenny Rivera, I Love Jenny. And I remember seeing Jenny's kids um mostly the girls uh would wear our clothing they oh wear, nice yeah they would wear our clothing and i remember like hmm like that's interesting i had the ability to send pr packages whatever character she was in that i love jenny i was just so intrigued yeah. by who she was um again things happen for a reason i was very intrigued by jackie and so I would send all of them clothing. And that's how my relationship started with Jackie. Yeah. I never met Jenny, um, which is unfortunate. I feel like I know her because of her kids and the family. But yeah. um, that's how Jackie and I developed the relationship was through that company. It's so funny because I was like, whoa, if you were like, like like you were a big you had a really important position within not of this world and i remember like how did how did that go like i'm like wait 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 how did you end up there like how did that yes. happen yeah so it's it's just like again it's not like a broken record i'm not trying to backtrack no but no no, I'm no, like, no, wait, no, how no did problem that happen? okay so not of this world happened because 
um, before Not of This World, right after high school, I was a makeup artist. And then I, I knew after I decided that I wasn't going to move to New York, I knew that I needed to do something in my career, mm -hmm. meaning fashion. Now, being a fashion designer is not the easiest thing. No. It, it's like, it's just saturated with people. It's saturated with so many things. It's very difficult. So I had to, at that time, I had to make a decision. Who do I want to work for and grow, mm -hmm. move myself up? And so at that time, BB All right. was super popular. Yes. And so I knew that I needed to get my feet into BB and grow. And my, my goal for BB was to, um, I think their corporate office was in somewhere in North LA mm -hmm. and, or even North or middle of California somewhere. I don't remember exactly where, but their headquarters was there. And I knew that I was going to grow from entry level to design for BB. That was my goal. Nice. And so easily I, I went in, um, immediately got a job, uh, started being an assistant manager, manager, several so you, stores. So you just applied at, a, at a, like a job post? Yeah. I'm assuming. Just and they normal just went in. as a sales rep, whatever, sales representative. And I just grew. I grew pretty quick. Um, different stores from Brea Mall to Irvine Spectrum to um, just multiple mission viejo uh, different babies and um with a goal in mind and then i ended up having my second child right during the time of bb it's it's funny because even bb was a big it was a big cultural yes. part of like yes. fashion yes it, it really was. was my sister i remember she yeah. used to wear bb yeah it was a I, big deal and having all the bb shirts yes. like rhinestones, <laughs> rhinestones. And, yeah <laughs> yeah no it was a big deal so i had my mind focused mm -hmm. and, I, and i knew that i could do it um but i ended up pregnant uh with my daughter this is baby number two baby number two so this whole time you're you're, you're juggling you're juggling, juggling yeah, yeah which is a insane yeah like positive that's what i'm like when i said like you're a kick-ass mom yeah like, it's, wow it's, yeah i feel like there was babies all the time <laughs> but um yeah i had my second daughter and um, how old were you then i was probably 24 25 okay okay um no i was probably 24 24 because my two oldest are like a year and a half we call them Mexican twins because it was like very back to back. Yeah. So they're only a year and a half apart. Okay. So, so anyway, so I got pregnant with my daughter and, um, did you take time off while you were pregnant? No, no, you were mm -hmm. working straight through mm -hmm. while pregnant. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like I literally would probably take a week before having the babies. Dang. And then I would just take my maternity leave, which at that time I think was like 30, 60 days max, and then back to work. Nice. So I, I just, I have to work. Yeah. I have to work. I have to work. And so um, with BB, so I had my daughter and I just knew, I felt like I kind of need to slow down a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I had two kids and you know, um, you, I wanted to raise my kids, but I couldn't and work. So I think I took off, which is so dumb. I think I took off like three months, which is 
after after being after having oh, my kids your kid, right my my daughter right. my second child i only took three months and that was me like i'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom and i could not do it <laughs> bless those that are stay-at-home moms like those are the true like warriors. amazing warriors yeah i could not do it yeah i could not stay home i stayed home for three months and i was dying I couldn't do it. Not because I don't love my kids. I just, my mind is so crazy that I couldn't stop working. Yeah. BB, I didn't want to go back to BB because at that time, um, my life had changed. My life had changed. I was now a mom of two. My life kept adjusting. Um, my belief system kind of changed in that era when my daughter was born. And BB was a little risky type of business as far as what they represented. Very like sexual. Very sexual. Right. Um, a lot of my customers were it, just different things, not to get into it, but it, it, it was a lot of like my morals and like, it, I just, I couldn't do that. The environment, the environment the corporate, I, what just wasn't for you. I was not anymore. Not trying to bash. No, nothing that. against that. Um, but I was a mom of two kids now. And I, for me, my priorities kind of changed yeah, and readjusted. So I didn't want to do that anymore. What was the thing that want, that you started prioritizing? I think it was just like, like being a mom, like these are my kids and I have the ability to break my kids or make my kids. Mm -hmm. And I would never, not to bash BB because I love BB and, and everything I experienced. I was very blessed by BB. Um, but I have to stand in front of my kids and, and kind of share my story here and there and not lie. I never wanted to lie to my kids about anything in my life because I think Latinos in our parents' generation kept everything secret. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah. 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 They really did. I don't know why. I don't know why our, our culture is meant to just, shh, just don't say anything. It under the yeah. rug. Yeah. And I chose, no, I'm not going to do that. I want my kids to know. Yeah. So for BB, I, I didn't feel right at that point because yeah. I wanted to teach my kids that it's not all about money. Right. And, uh, and so then I'm assuming that's when you kind of started looking, started l hearing about not of this world yes. and that's what and like the values of the company yes. what it represented yes. kind of really made you yes. gravitate towards that yes okay and and the person that i am and i say it in, in the most respectful and humble way is um i never think i'm better than anything or or bigger than anyone or my experience is this and that never and i say that because like i told you before mcdonald's and and um makeup artist i was a manager yeah and i went into bb from the bottom right because i feel like even like at, at mcdonald's to me the, like you were always kind of like that you're very results driven mm -hmm. i would assume that's why a lot of these companies they open their doors for you because yes. they see it yes i, I think i think 100%. this is where a lot of people sometimes like why am i not successful is because sometimes you're not putting in the work where yes. someone like you it's noticeable in a group of people it's like who's yes. actually moving Who's trying? Mm -hmm. Who's like, hey, asking the questions? Hey, hey, do you need anything from me? Yes. I think a lot of employers probably saw that from you. Probably. Yeah. Probably because I, it's crazy. I don't know if it's that I didn't value myself. I'm not sure. But in every job, I always started in the bottom. 
huh. but grew re- really very fast. Very quickly. And so, like, I left BB, and then I found Not of This World, and literally, I applied as a sales employee in the mall part-time. And then I quickly grew as manager of the store. And then I quickly grew from that to corporate. Very cool. And then my diploma and, and, and fit him. And it, it just, I kept growing. And the beautiful part about Not Of This World, and I'm always going to be grateful for the CEO, Aurelio Barreto, and his sister, Sonia Barreto, they were they're cubans oh i didn't know that so they're cubans and cubans and mexicans are very different very different cultures and and they had no idea um like the rivera family they had no idea who they were um but aurelio our ceo from not of this world um believed in me he believed in me and he was the CEO of a multi-million dollar company mm-hmm. and he allowed me to learn everything about the company. He allowed me to be involved. I don't know what it was. I'm so blessed by it and I'm so humbled by it that every department from Not of This World corporate, I was involved with at some point. Yeah. And so I learned everything about the company fully nice from design to accounting to um, wholesale to warehouse to product development everything and that i think was the time that i grew the most because i was now an adult i had three kids at that time and he just allowed there was no door closed and if there was a door closed, like when I brought in Jackie, um, beyond just giving them clothing and PR packages, I wanted to do a not of this world Jackie line. Nice. And the CEO didn't know who they were. Right. And so my job, and beca- because he believed in me, he allowed me to present it. You want her? Then you need to do a presentation. And so he never closed the door. It was always like he would push me. Okay, we'll prove it. Show me. And so I convinced him. I convinced him and we did a mini like launch for Jackie and not of this world. Um, and that's how your relationship, friendship yeah, really grew. Really grew with Jackie. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, I am, um, what I see in, like in your stories, a little bit of like kind of connecting some dots is that there's, you tend to gravitate towards things that you love, like from when you were young, you're like, maybe this this is not good for me. So you kind of, you were very self-aware. Mm-hmm. You were self-aware of kind of like, okay, what's the next step for me to not just better myself financially, but better myself uh, with the loved ones mm-hmm. around me. You know, how can I provide? How can yeah. I do things better? And it was never, because I feel like, especially here in LA, sometimes a lot of people, they are very good with like names of like, Oh, they're this and they're that and they try to, to like almost how do how do I say this without sounding mean but almost parasite their way into mm-hmm. people's lives yeah and the only reason why I say that because I it, uh, to me it's like you're definitely not that your work your ability to connect dots and be like this is a perfect like um, 
vision for the company. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just an organic, um, you know, collaboration. To me, it's one of those things that I myself have never done that either. Like to me, it's like even the way you and I connected mm-hmm. when when Jackie was there. Um, I'm terrible with like um, with like celebrity names. Yeah. Like like when I watch a movie, I watch the story. Yeah. And I think this is where like the art, like the yes. weird like. I like to joke around that I'm a little bit on the spectrum where I'm like, <laughs> I focus more on the, like the details, like the mm-hmm. art, the way things are shot. And like in my line of work, it's one of those things where I kind of focus on projects and then somehow one story with me, like working with the Hiltons, mm-hmm. it's it's not, not that I ever searched for them or like, you know, it was one of those things like they just happened to kind of, you yeah. said, be in the sphere of influence in the professional uh like environment you know i think it's one of those things that kind of just when you guys meet it's just so organically like a person like let's talk about this let's talk about that it's like it's it's such a good environment to be around people and how did how did that turn into like now you manage like their do you manage i'm how did how did, like is it is it, you're managing their business side or of course, feel free to if I'm digging yeah, too much. Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. So, so I right now today I manage Jackie as an artist, and I'm the general manager for Jenny Rivera Estate. What does that mean, as far as like? So, because um, there was a transition within the enterprises for Jenny, and Jackie became the CEO. And so Jackie being the CEO, there was a lot of movement, a lot of difference, things, cleanup, whatever. And um, obviously, I was in her life. I was kind of like her right-hand man for so long. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, that it was just a natural thing to come in. She knew who I was. She knew how I worked. She knew she's, my abilities. She's seen your portfolio. Like, she's yeah. seen it. She's seen she, it. She, she knew. Saw it. She it was just have... easy. Yeah. And so um, that's how... I transitioned to helping her with the Jenny side. Um, I think we're just in that season right now. What's Jenny Estates? Jenny Estates kind of is the umbrella of the fashion side because Jenny has a clothing brand, a store, a website, and then there's the entertainment, the music, all that. So Jenny Rivera Estate is kind of like the umbrella over all Jenny stuff. Got it, got Mm -hmm. it. And so... Did, did it make you nervous, like, um, like the music entertainment industry, since you kind of came from a fashion industry? Right. Or was there similarities that, that you found, like, huh, I've had, I have, may not be in this industry, but I, I live certain things that yes. apply to this. Yeah, and, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with um, what it is, because um, when, you're, when you develop manager skills, regardless of what product you're selling or working with it's just a product so yes there's changes there's differences but the skill set is the same yeah and um during covid actually during covid time i took a year of um music business Mm -hmm. um because i think for me for the rest of my life i should grow and for the rest of my life I, i should not think i'm bigger better or stop I need to keep going and so since I was transitioning to the music side three years ago I took um, a year course online uh, for music business and so that helped me tremendously to understand the, the things that are different from right. fashion to music um, 
but it's been pretty like for me a smooth transition yeah the fact that you still continue like to that curiosity to want to learn mm -hmm. properly it's i think that's a lot of people sometimes get to a certain age where it's like all right that's it i don't want like i know everything where i think ego takes over yes. because i am 50 years old because i'm 40 years old i know everything and next thing you know it's like they start getting bitter when like people who you know kind of like start kind of doing more than them like to yeah. me it's i've experienced those people in a workplace where it's just their their only thing to do to the almost kind of defend themselves is to attack and put down people yeah whereas you you've never it seems like you kind of learned those things and er, i want to give you a shout out because you said that you yeah. didn't value yourself i'm like wait because you always started with like slow, low mm -hmm. positions i'm like i think that was your secret sauce the fact that you yeah. were able to kind of start like see things from um the bottom and kind of like grow in i think because i think a lot of people sometimes when they go job hunting they expect the they expect your position yeah they expect your position without even knowing how how the how the ground yeah. looks like you know yeah. how are you supposed to um you know build or, or keep this alive if you don't even know how mm -hmm. the ground works how the ground works even yeah. even like the the pieces that took to get to this position and so yeah i just want to make like you Thank know you. i think that's I actually that. something perspective because yeah. i think it's sometimes i i think you even told me off camera that you feel sometimes like um like you didn't deserve it or mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. oh why do you say that because i think um i think we're all the same you know and i think i think every person here on earth is exactly the same it's just some people end up in what we say better places and some people end up in worse places and that's where i'm like i'm grateful and i feel like for me um i want to stay grateful meaning i don't want to feel like i deserve this because i feel like that's a mind change that's like gonna change my mind that then that can grow into something that i do not want to be mm. i want to stay grounded i want to stay grateful i want to stay humble and i don't want to change that mentality of i deserve this or entitled i don't want to feel like that because i think as as easy as we came is as easy as we can go mm -hmm. and so it's that mentality of like staying with my feet on the ground is the best way and so that's why i say those things it's not that i mean like i don't deserve anything or no it's just that mentality of this was given to me. Mm -hmm. So you have like gratitude, like yeah. some deep gratitude yeah. of, of everything that's ha 100%. happened to you. Yeah. And I feel like in business, like right now for the Jenny River, uh, Rivera stuff, um, I have grown in my career where I've had CEOs or managers teach me and show me that you need to stay humble and not feel like you're better or not be scared to hire someone better than you mm -hmm. because it's intimidating or you're afraid. No. And for me, it's like titles are probably the worst things ever <laughs> business titles, because what does it really mean for me? It's, it's in the Jenny Rivera stuff, even though I have the title general general manager at the end of the day, we're the same yeah. and we're working for the same thing and we're a team and if I need to scrub toilets, I'm going to scrub toilets. I'm not better than those that are scrubbing the toilets. 
and that's my mentality that's always my goal is to stay there and regardless of my age or my experience i'm not better than anybody i want to learn from new kids that just got out of high school i want to learn i i don't know i think that makes my life easier and mm -hmm. i think that makes others life easier um to have a manager maybe that can do that what are some, some of the most t like difficult toughest things about your job about your about the things you do i think the toughest things is probably um um the emotional side because you know in my previous experiences um it is work it's work and you go do your job you leave job and then you do your home life and then you go back to work for this for the jenny rivera stuff um it's family mm -hmm. not my family but it's 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 a family thing and and it's an emotional thing it's it's different and then jackie and i um have known each other for so long probably 12 years now that i see her like a little sister so it's a different emotional attachment connection beyond just business mm -hmm. So I think that um, makes it a little, not challenging, but it's, it's probably the most um, difficult part. And even if I can even say difficult part, it's just, you can't just leave work and go do your home life. It is like your life, if that makes sense. Yeah, like something happens and you kind of have to check your phone and be like, respond, yes. like hey, are you okay? Just right. kind of like checking in on yeah. people. So it's, yeah. it takes a, like a very unique kind of person in that um, because it's like so much trust. I think there's a lot of vulnerability yeah, in in the business aspects of it because I think a lot of people sometimes even um, I just recently had this experience and I, I'm not going to, you know, name the person. Mm -hmm. But I, I did just recently kind of start um, a hiring process for someone like a, a designer for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess because of the name of the company, our company, Hilton yeah. Hilton, the people, there was a, a a person who asked me, is this the Hilton family? And like, mm -hmm. he was very adamant about like yeah. them. And I'm like, okay, like, dude, this yes. is focus on the job here. And yes. ultimately, those are the kind of people like, I'm sorry. There's just something about, I, if you're so adamant, like you kind of go over my head, you kind of see that, right? Every yeah, now and then the where it's just like people like, you're just trying to get to them and like, you almost have to pretend. You have to be aware to be like defending, but also at the same time, also be like, okay, there's moments of people like, okay, this person generally just yeah. is focused on the task. Yeah. There, we're, because ultimately business, I think it's like a transaction. I feel like um, there's something like, okay, your time, your services. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I, I deal with it. And of course, if, if have you ever had a moment where it's just kind of like, where you kind of have to kind of push people away, kind of like, okay, this is, you're getting, you're getting a little too weird about this. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had those experiences? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's difficult in this, in this period of my time because I do work for Jackie Rivera and she's well known. Um, I sometimes forget she's famous. I, I, it's because she's just such, I don't see her like that. I don't see any of her siblings like that or any of her family like that. I see them as the people that they are. And, um, we get that all the time where people are trying to come in or or just be part of that because of who they are not with necessarily. no intentions to even help build yeah 
you know it's like yeah. it's like, it's like an empire it's right hard yeah yeah um i know this is a random question mm-hmm. random question mm-hmm. yolanda saldivar yes selena's infamous manager yes she's like a uh, well, she was a uh, as and yourself as a music artist manager yeah what is your opinion about her oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm dying to see that documentary yeah um I don't know. I think like our generation has gone through so many ups and downs with the Selena story that I think, um, I don't know that Jackie and I have really talked about Yolanda too much. We have, but not really. Um, I feel that there's a difference with a business manager or a manager of any sort that is there for business and then there's someone that is obsessed with the product Mm. and i think that's the biggest problem that yolanda had is she crossed the line of being obsessed with the product and it smudged the lines of what is business what is black and white in business because sometimes business is black and white yeah and and that's my opinion about her i don't know her i don't know the selena family um it's very intriguing it's very sad um i think that unfortunately regardless of what is the truth or what isn't truth yolanda semi gave like those close to like what i'm doing a little bad rap you i know feel what like I mean? yeah i think they i think they how do i say this even like when i saw the movie of elvis uh-huh. you know the manager you were supposed to look out for him you started you started dehumanizing the person and just started treating them like a product yeah and almost milking them yes. rather than and it sucks because in those in those type of uh like i guess humans i mean we're we're they have so much talent and sometimes the the direction of how to manage because i think as an artist it can be very difficult an artist doesn't really focus on money mm-hmm. they're focused on the craft and the people, the reaction, mm-hmm. that is the where the heart of the artist's art. And sometimes artists can be very vulnerable because we live in a world that where there's, if successful art, yeah. there's lots of money behind it. Yeah. And to me, I think it's one of those things that I myself kind of realized, like, like I said, I, I, I feel a little jaded sometimes too, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just hanging out. We're, we're literally just working on a task and we're both super excited, completely like, yeah. like this person, like again, um, you know they're I, I i say they're white but but i mean they're white yeah and i don't say that in a bad way yeah it's like i'm mexican they're 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 white and we just come from complete different worlds but yet here we are spending hours on a website edits like we're just tossing up ideas we're dancing i'm like telling him i have to bring him down and then he's like he has to he, and then he's over here like can you do this let's do that let's mm-hmm. try this and like it just becomes like a very like almost like a very moment where time goes by quick because yeah. you guys are so you guys are so passionate about a project yeah a project that you both simultaneously put so much energy and effort mm-hmm. that i think it's also very like sometimes like you're like i sometimes I step back i'm like whoa like what is life right now like yeah you know kind of like you don't even believe your own life of what's happening like mm-hmm. standing back um but yeah that that was my only question because i was like i don't know anything of course of selena mm-hmm. or like deep back-end story their family 
but it, even this like the fact that like a documentary like that's real life that that actually happened to a real person yeah and that could happen to any of us you know yeah. we just have to be kind of protectful and very honest about our intentions with people yeah. um you are also a product developer for um the colores threads right mm -hmm. um how was that like um the, the there's a it's a fashion line for kids with like latin heritage mm -hmm. tell me more about that project okay so de colores was born so it's it's interesting because it, it kind of has gone like this de colores um coming from my background and all that and, and i don't want to take up a lot of time because i know you know it's been long but um I'm trying to tell you the full story uh -huh. in context so it's understood. So, um, so tragedy hit my life in 2016. Uh -huh. No, probably not. Yeah, I think 2016 or 2015. Oh my gosh, I don't remember. It's, it's so close. Okay, my first <laughs> husband passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. The father of my four kids. Wow. Okay. So for the first time in my life, I took two years off. I completely took two years off. I couldn't mentally do it. I, I indulged in therapy, put my kids in therapy. I just, I couldn't physically, mentally work. Yeah. When that transition happened and, you know, things were better, my mind started going back to work, going back to work. And, and what can I do? And I've been off of work for so long. To me, it was eternity because I'm used to working since I was 15 years old. And um, De Colores, I came up with the concept of De Colores um, around that time because I didn't see how I was going to go back to work or work for somebody. I couldn't I couldn't see that connection after taking so much time off. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to create something. Yeah. And so that's where De Colores developed. I hit up Patty um, Gregory, who was a designer for Not of This World. And I said, look, I have this in my mind. I want to create this. I want to do this. Are you down? And she was like, absolutely. She's Salvadorian. Again, Salvadorians and Mexicans are so different in culture and stuff and but i had this idea of bringing that mexican or latino flair into fashion and i was a mom mommy and me and just that that was the idea and we created the logo and everything we did i did a bunch of research um obviously because of my background i did a bunch of research de colores threads to me was the best um because of the song the colores and that's colores. how i grew up and i was like dude that's tight and so the colores also um represented when i first thought of the idea the colores meaning latinos are all shades yeah. and we're not just mexican we're not just salvadorian there's so many different um types of latinos right. and so that's where the colores was all of us born yeah, yeah. And so that's a lot of inspiration. Yeah, there was a lot of it, it was meaningful. And so that happened. And then we kind of put the project on hold. Um, and then I started working for Jackie as her manager. Mm -hmm. 
And then at that point, I knew she wanted to start a clothing brand. And um, she obviously needed the team and, and the help to do that. And so I brought to her attention the colores. Nice. And and that's where her and I partnered, and um, yeah, that we partnered and we birthed the colores threads together. And um, there has been a lot of things that kind of have taken probably above the colores, so it's a little bit on hold. But we want to redo it. We want more shirts. The inspiration, um, it was well received. Yeah, uh, super well received. We just haven't had the time with so many things that have happened with the estate Moving and parts. it's been a lot of work, but, um, that's kind of like our baby. Nice. Yeah. I love that colores. Very cool. Did, did, did you, would, and that two year period going back, uh -huh. um, and of course, would you say you were depressed? Like, do you experience or the depression <laughs> or, or like, cause I'm assuming that's a very. I, and I don't want to dig no, into No, 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 and it's totally fine. But I think that's a very human yeah. element that sometimes people, I feel it's very, we all go through it, you know, yeah. and I think it's when it's time we go through it, it's it's okay for us to feel that those emotions as intensely as they can. I think sometimes we don't give each other the space mm -hmm. to feel that or and recover from that. Yeah, um, I don't know that I was depressed I could have been, um, again, I was going through therapy. One thing that I was or, or did happen when, when my first husband passed away was, um, anxiety. Mm. I, I don't know if I had a little bit of anxiety prior to that. I had no idea, but once he passed, my anxiety went through the roof. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, since then, I'm very aware of anxiety. I'm very aware of different seasons of my anxiety. I had to be medicated um, for a good two years. Um, so when we talk about depression, I don't know because I was medicated. I knew that I couldn't um, do it on my own. Yeah. I knew that. And, and I mean, to back it up a little bit is it's towards the end before my first husband died his name is david mm -hmm. before david died um him and i were going through a divorce and literally when he when our divorce was final probably two months later he passed oh no so it was just it was just so much and in addition i don't know how to say it in english but i i guess when it rains it pours yeah that's okay so in addition to that, um, so I was super heartbroken. I was very heartbroken that we were going through a divorce. This is the father of my four kids. Um, never saw life without him. And just, he filed for divorce. Some things happen. Um, and so he filed for divorce. And I, I, it was a lot. It was a lot as a woman, as a mom. Like, it was so shocking to me that I was going through that that I think I easily, instead of healing, I think I easily fell into another relationship. And, yeah. and now I understand. And um, so I easily fell into another relationship probably within six months um, of, our, of, of our split, six to nine months, somewhere around there, but it was too quick. 
Yeah. That's not enough time to process a divorce of, you know, 10 years of marriage. You know, that's a long time. And I went into another relationship. And so when he died, I was a newlywed. And I hadn't processed the divorce yet alone now having to process his death a lot of so like emotions it, it like was it was caught up it was like mountains of like things crushing me yeah in so many different ways and so i knew i needed help i knew i needed therapy i knew i needed to be medicated i was trying to be a newly uh, a new wife to a new husband while i'm grieving for my previous husband right it was like a novella yeah it, it was just i mean I'm, I'm not trying to smile about it because it's nothing funny but um i'm over here like should i smile then smile no <laughs> don't uh, don't worry no. but it, it was a lot yeah. it was tragic um and that's what I, what i told you off cameras of like my life is just i shouldn't be where i'm at i shouldn't be smiling i shouldn't be as happy or joyful or being able to see positive in in this situation and um I am. I do want to touch up on the on, on your on your bio. You also put a Jesus, a lover of Jesus. I have to. Because I'm assuming I I see a little bit of. I 100%. mean, not a little bit. I definitely see uh, <laughs> uh, uh, some faith, like one hundred in, in your 1, life. How how much has that helped in your career in your personal life? Honestly, okay. So since BB, the transition of BB to not of this world, that's where everything was like my life completely changed in my spiritual life all about jesus all mm. that um just completely changed to see things different i think that if it wasn't my relationship with god i would not be how i am today i just i feel like it's so tragic and everything i've gone through i'm just like i'm blown away i i'm I, I'm just like blown away i tell my therapist that she needs therapy after my sessions you know what i'm <laughs> saying like it's just that it's just so much. It literally is like a novella that never stops. And um, I just feel that it's God. It's really God. And I feel that also in addition to myself and God sustaining me in my life, if you were to meet my kids, you would also see God because they're not the kids that you would think that have lost a dad at all that's very nice and so i'm super blessed i'm super blessed i'm very grateful um and it goes hand in hand to my life of why i'm so grateful why i want to stay humble why you know things can be taken away and why i take things as like you're given a day today doesn't mean you're gonna have it tomorrow because my first husband was 36 when he passed and it was sudden oh, wow. and young. so very young and um I, I don't take life for granted. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's God for sure, 100%. Is that, do you, do you think, um, like to recharge yourself, to go back to work, to, you know, take on responsibilities, kids, life? Um, do you think like, like the prayers is how you re, re, yes. recharge? Yes. Is, you would say like, like the, just the moment of, connection of kind of tuning out everything and it's just you and god is that yes you would say that's a big a big yeah. factor that's helped you i think it's the factor because um 
I recently, so chapter 25 of my novella, Life, <laughs> um, I'm going through another divorce okay. with my second husband currently, right okay. now. And I, we sold our house in Yorba Linda uh -huh. in Orange County, and I made the move to Temecula. Okay. So I live in Temecula. I work in LA. Crazy. Dang. Okay, I know, right? But in this season of my life, that stops me. My drive to Temecula, and it technically isn't that far. It's just no. the 91. It's just the 91 the freeway. 91. Like, For those why? of you who don't know, who are not from California, <laughs> Southern California, and Temecula is really like, it should be only an hour away, yeah. hour 20, hour 10, depending. But with traffic, it takes you like three, you know, sometimes up to four. No, not no, that bad. Not Maybe like three? two, three two and, and a half. half. Two and a half. It's it, not that bad. It's taken me. To Riverside one time, almost three hours. It's the 91. Yeah, one time. Just it's, one time. No, I was like, oh my no, God. No, it's horrible. <laughs> it, it really, like the 91, we need to do something about the 91. I know. It's horrible. But because I moved, uh -huh. um, that time stops my life. Yeah. So on my way to, to work, I'm listening to worship music. I'm praying, listening to podcasts, Christian podcasts. Just filling myself with God things because that is my recharge. Mm -hmm. And for me in my season right now, the drive is helping me sustain anything else coming in my head that doesn't belong in my head. Yeah. Because it's easily, I feel like, especially Latinos, we allow things to penetrate in our minds and then forget it. We give up or we change our life story. Or, and I can't, I can't afford that. Not just, it's not finances, but I can't afford getting off rail of what my life is, yeah. regardless of what's thrown in, in the track. You know, it doesn't matter. It's like, let's keep going positive and, and it's 1000% God. There is no credit to anything else, anyone else. It is God that has really sustained and held me and my kids together. Yeah. It really has. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think like um, as far as like your career, where you're at now, like, um, well, do you think like down the line there's like room for like dating in your life? <sighs> this one's a tough one because, you know, two times failed. Um, but again, I think you see how I am and how I have expressed. I... I I'm too positive, I'm too positive not to, or I see things very positively, that it's, I can't close the door that. Something that should belong yeah. to every human. Yeah, yeah. I, now, do I think I would be on dating apps? No, probably not. To be quite honest, it's, it's not me, I wouldn't. But would I close the door? No, do I see myself married? I don't see myself, but I'm not closing that door. So for me, it's like after two marriages, I feel that I know what I want and I know what I need. And I, I can't settle for mm -hmm. something that just isn't, you know, I, I think women and, and even men, we fantasize in our heads of what we want. And at the end of the day, to have something, a foundation that's, you know, solid 
it has to be the right things. If not, it's not going to work. And I think that um, if, when there is the next person, I, I really know what I want. And um, my kids are older. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that my life is in a in a weird time where, you know, I went through my 20s, my 30s. I was a new mom having to baby my kids and now they're grown. I have two high schoolers, two junior hires. And now I feel like if I were to date again, it, it, it goes back to like me in my twenties of me just dating. It's not my kids. Does that make sense? Because my kids are older, so I don't have to involve my kids. I don't have to like, obviously I would want my kids to meet whoever, but it wouldn't be like, Oh, this is your guys' new dad. It'd be with more purpose, but, I guess boundaries as well. Yeah, yeah, it would be just, I don't know. It would be me and the person not really about my kids at this point. Because I appreciate you being vulnerable yeah, and, and open, no honestly, to me. Like I said, I, even for me as someone who has never been married, it is one of those things that it, it does scare me a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm not, and also, I, I think I've been vocal about this because it's like, I think it's a lot of pressure sometimes that um, even I feel sometimes for my own family, like, you should be married and sometimes because of that pressure we just act on things and it's just not the right move and the next thing you know we're like ah but of course you have to take those decisions those those decisive decisions that ultimately help you um be yourself Mm -hmm. essentially because you know um yeah i think I, i even sometimes i see in my own personal sphere of influence of people like you're married and you should be happy why aren't you not happy like you Instead, you're trying to attack me that I should be yeah. like you, like, and it comes to me. It's like, well, you're not painting a nice picture for me to even want to get married sometimes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody in yeah. my circle, but it is one of those things. Like, if you do it, like, wholeheartedly do it, and yeah. be like you said, like, happy about that, yeah. and, like those decisions. Um, is there anything else you want to plug about like your your projects, your work, anything that you know that 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 people should know about you? No, <laughs> I think. I think we've said a lot and no. I gotta do your I do have to compliment your outfits I feel like you're very punk rock oh I am where did that come from oh my god! because you're saying you were chola I was chola I was chola because I feel like I was trying to prove a point Uh uh-huh but right after chola I in high school I was rockabilly okay so very 1950s (laughs) and then from 1950s I got into the 80s club big time and so i think punk and rock and all that is like for me for the rest of my life yeah yeah why why what did why does it speak i just i love it i love rock um obviously i love spanish music i grew up with spanish music rock and espanol to me is like the mix of both worlds and it's fire i love it i just I'm in a happy mood. I get in a very good mood. I love dancing to 80s and rock and espanol. It's just in my DNA. You feel comfy, right? Yes. In your boots. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I don't have to wear heels. I love heels, but I mean, Doc Martens to me is like... Your stopping grounds. Yeah. Shoes. <laughs> and it's so funny because right now I'm looking back and when I ask you if I like someone from LA and then we completely get, got derailed into like this whole awesome conversation. Um, what are your thoughts now of LA? Possibly, let me have it. Yes, no, I love LA. I think LA is a mixture of 
everything that California stands for. Mm -hmm. I think that you can break down every city, every county. I think LA is just everything. And someone that doesn't know California, someone that doesn't know Southern California, LA is just the prime. It, that is what it is. This is the life. I think LA is the heart of Southern California, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, um, just the traffic and parking, you know, that's another story. For, for those of you planning to move to <laughs> LA, this is the real kind of life, uh, real life in, in, in that happens here in LA. Other than all the glam, I think a lot of people are attracted by Hollywood yeah. or attracted yeah, by the, sure. the models, the influencers, but day-to-day -day operations is just people like us getting to work, making yeah. sure those things happen, those projects happen, those entertainment uh, things happen. Um, are there anything like maybe any big events that that the public should be aware of? Jackie, obviously, she's going to um, launch as an artist this year, so we're working on that project. Oh, nice! Mm -hmm. An album? An album, yeah. Around when can it. we expect it? I think for sure, twenty twenty four is the beginning of Jackie musically. Awesome! Yeah, so it's super exciting. It's awesome. Thank you so much for yeah, sharing thank you. so much. Thank you I, for having me. And, yeah, taking the time to be here. I for genuinely sure. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for watching. Follow and subscribe for more. Keep in touch with me on stories.fromla on Instagram and YouTube. Thank you.